right now, Max. We're live. Hallelujah. People would message me back in the day. You say, you know, you're still recording. And I said, it's all a blooper. It's all. And then, the whole uh, thing. and then God hit me with a serious <laughs> stick right on the top of my head. Knocked me into deeper drunken glory that I knew not of. So, hallelujah. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Alrighty then. Okay. It's good to be in the manifest presence of the joy of the Lord. I was just imagining Moses and Pentateuch Torah. How can we squeeze joy from those first five books? You ever read Leviticus? That's hilarious. That book, that entire book book is like comedy in a certain glory mm. it's always been one of my favorite I'm not books. doubting it oh, I know it's there, <laughs> it's there. And, and I can glean from it as well but you know in ancient context the seriousness of these people getting eaten up and killed and going into hell alive like Dathan and yeah. killing animals constantly and then fighting Balaam you know, a joyful personality was hard to find. You read the Old Testament, it's pretty intense. It's like sad, bitter, severe, angry, lamentations. How can we reconcile the Old Testament God as the New Testament God theology? Some people say it was a different God. Some people say it's the same God with a new covenant through the blood of Jesus you know the truth is elevations I'm just messing with you I got the answer I'm not asking you elevations the elevations of the Old Testament it's called for wisdom well wisdom builds her house hewning seven pillars you ever hewn before do you even know what a hewn is are you a hewner it means to sculpt a pillar, like the Corinthian pillar back there by the couch. Mm -hmm. That's a Corinthian pillar mm -hmm. hewn from plastic. Mm -hmm. One of the common visuals when it comes to something hewn, when it comes to spiritual stones, there's often a vision of the quarry, the origin, of all stone stonework that you look at, where does it come from? Where do they find rocks? They dig these giant holes in the ground and they find these different kinds of rocks of various kinds of values. And they pull these rocks out of the dirt and they make nice things with them that people pay a lot of money for. So if that's the business you're in, you gotta find where the good rocks are because those are the higher valued things. And so, where did that rock come from that made this beautiful pillar, that made this architecture, that made this super expensive, detailed aspects of some mansion that somebody has somewhere? That rock, or that stone, was hewn from the quarry, hmm. from where the source of all rocks I'm come. seeing the sapphire stones hewn out of your hearts right now as you're saying that. We are excavating. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I could see sapphire stones being hewn out of the listeners right now you have rock in you and not the kind of rock of the hardness of heart but you have sapphire stone rock of ages 
You know, you think Rock of Ages, I always thought, you know, granite or something. Now I'm thinking like a big diamond called a rock. More accurate, gemstone rocks. Isn't that well? God calls gemstones rocks. Mm-hmm. And what is it said of the holy neshama? The holy soul? It's hewn. Not just from a quarry somewhere on earth where you could find granite and whatnot. It's much more precious than earthbound granite. Marble, stone. It's hewn from the throne of glory of the Father himself. So what kind of quarry is the realm of the throne of glory? Mm. That is where you'll find... What kind of glory is there on the throne of glory? What kind of glory is there on the king of glory? And what kind of glory is there on the crown of glory? And where did those rocks come? From the quarry. (laughs) The quarry glory. The quarry glory. Welcome to the quarry glory. Shaka. It's exciting. Anytime I drive by one of those places in Texas, it's exciting. Like, oh, what kind of rocks did they find? <laughs> I was always interested. How big is the quarry? Like what a kind geologist. Of they... Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I would lick some rocks, too. <laughs> I would... <laughs> now, when I, when I went to school and got a proper education, and it reminded me of that, they said, we're not going to ask you to do this part because, you know, every rock you test them. There's a measured list of tests, how to test each kind of rock. How do you know what kind of rock that is? There's appearance, there's, you know, when you scrape it on something, you know. There's a whole list of different tests. Rock revolution. Physical and chemical tests. One of the tests that it's only, that's only, they said, for serious geologists or serious people in the field of study is tasting it. Whew. Taste the rock. And I thought, wow, wow I was advanced when I was a kid, I would taste the rock. But I didn't go around licking every rock. While, I was always while looking. it's dirty, covered with worms. Well, no, I like to find in the quarry of the dra- the gravel driveway. Are you able to wash them before you taste them? No, you had to find out what it tastes like. Wow, that's so hardcore. I would find it had to be a special rock. I was always looking. Where is this rock? Where is it? And so my carnal nefesh brain thought I was looking for natural rocks. My whole life, I would be looking. Where is this rock? Mm. And I would I would find like a pink one. One special one, and all the rocks I would find and search diligently, there'd be like one beautiful quartz in the midst of all the rocks. And said, this is a special one. I would take it out. It's smooth. I'd look at the lines. See how the, the sunlight would reflect on it? Does it sparkle? Is it like a smooth, reflective, shiny? Or does it have the glittering glory? And then if it was very special, then I would taste it. And the, only the very special ones had a specific type of a salt taste to them. I I, I don't know if it's even the salt taste. It had a unique taste. But if it was, if it was rejected rock, I'm not going to taste that one because it's, it has no glory. You're like a rock eater. Yes. I never swallowed them. Okay. But, uh, I was always looking for that rock and anytime we drive by on highways or then I'd move to Texas, drive around Texas, you see a giant quarry. It's just like excitement, pure excitement. They're gonna find, what if, what if I had this quarry? What if I had this giant quarry and I could finally find that precious rock that I'm looking for? It was always there, you know? You crack that rock, you might find a gold vein. Honey.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey. Little geology to start off today's Jill Bar. Why not? Hope you're taking notes. Licking rocks. You know, God knows a little bit about everything. Taste and see that the rock of ages is good. In heaven, I know that we have such an idea down on earth, and we've hit this home over the years, but we're like always studying religious things around the subject of God, but Solomon's teaching on ants and conies and eagles and science and the sun and the moon and the stars and astronomy and math. You're right, math, mm-hmm. book of numbers, math in the Bible. Oh, hallelujah. I lost some people there. Algebra. Oh, yeah. The calculus of God. Algebra oh. was one of my favorite classes. <laughs> I loved algebra. <laughs> it was so fun. But geometry, it's funny enough, you talk, people talk about sacred geometry. I hated a geometry class. I thought, you know, algebra, algebra is great. I love math, but I, what is this geometry? I can't stand it can't stand it yeah i did better in geometry not so good in algebra that's probably why you know we work together i got a c in college math oh. yeah well i didn't apply myself but cosmic math we're doing good <laughs> i didn't apply myself <laughs> i'm on the truth serum right now Wow, that was wild. That just came right out of my spirit. Like, tell them the truth. Yeah, I did not care. And that was wrong. That was slothful and sinful. Oh, yeah, that was the black sun. I just want to repent before you know. Mm. I didn't take that class seriously in college, and I wasted VA money on my scholarship. (laughs) Lord, forgive me. I don't know what I do. I don't know what I do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, real remorseful. You're not forgiven. You know, we got some some sour mangoes watching right now. Yeah, sour keep, keep confessing all of your wrongs. We're writing a list down about you. <laughs> and he didn't even t- take math seriously in college. <laughs> you know how it is. You got somebody watching this broadcast right now, like. Magnifying glass out. Well, the cool thing is... Is that polyester mixed with cotton? In Leviticus, you should be stoned to death. (laughs) You know that? I actually had this Jewish Judaizer, who I guess lived according to the law of Moses. I'd never (laughs) seen anything like this before, and it kind of hit me out of right field. And he, he started genuinely preaching to me how it's demonic and evil and sinful to cross polyester and cotton and and Ooh, nylon and just like, you know, the fabrics. Wow. And as dull as I am, I didn't even remember that verse from Torah. And then the Holy Spirit showed it to me later on. Like, this guy literally believes that. He literally believes that it's sin to wear something mixed with like rayon and silk and cotton and... <laughs> And it really shocked me. Sometimes God will shock your senses just to show you how bad it is outside of the glory that we often take for granted. Because I've been kind of spoiled in the glory in a really good way where like I don't experience a lot of stuff outside the glory so I can't really relate 
to what it's like out there. And I'm not boasting. It's just true. So God will send me the most messed up people in the whole world. <laughs> not you. Not you. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. He's not talking about you. Write it you. in the comments. He's not talking about you. Not you. But the 3,000 people on my block list. <laughs> and they come and they reveal how bad the darkness is. We really do understand how horrible it is to live outside of the Shekinah radiant brilliance of the Word of God. I'm understanding that that's hell. To be outside of the presence of the Shekinah glory is to be in hell. Now, if we look around and we want to take a census, I would say a lot of people are not living in the Shekinah glory that much. <laughs> not that much. They're kind of living in hell, if we're honest with ourselves. So the very thoughts that pass through their brains continuously don't come from God, but come from the fallen angels. Do you understand that's the accurate situation on planet Earth right now of all nations? Our job is to change the flow of darkness through the people into light through the people. You want to, you don't know what Great Awakening is? Their heads are white for harvest. What does that mean? Somebody ascended to the cloud of Revelation 14, 14. What does it say? I saw Jesus Christ <laughs> seated on a Shekinah glory cloud holding the harvest sickle, wearing a gold crown of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So you have the glory cloud and the harvest sickle in the same sentence. Revelation 14, 14. Which tells me, until we wash, brainwash, everyone's minds from the brainwash of darkness, which is the current situation, mm -hmm. and then darkness is accusing light, cult, 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 brainwash. Brainwashed in Shekinah is called being in heaven. Buckwheat. Yeah, you guys have a grid for being demon-possessed, <laughs> and you're used to people being demon-possessed all over the place. Can we How just about type buckwheat in the comments? That's yeah, a really special anointed word. Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Hey, Amen. Oh, that'll feel good for you, too. That'll feel good. Yeah. So we have a grid, or you have a grid for <laughs> demon possession. People being demon possessed, saying things on autopilot, demon possessed. Get a grid for them being God possessed. Get a grid for being God possessed. Possessed by the Holy Spirit. Uncontrollably possessed by God the Holy Spirit. I just got a text from Donald Trump, and he says, The most ignorant fool is the one who thinks he is not demonized. All are demonized, but the ones growing towards God are getting less. Thanks, Don. Really special. Amen. Bless your heart, Donald Trump. Touche. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. If you don't stop lying, you'll grow up to be a Facebook fact checker. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Facebook tried to fact check my my post about 1 Corinthians 10, 13. That Jesus shows you a way out every time from the temptation of sin. And they're like, no, we checked. We found this to be... And I was like, really? 
So the Facebook fact checking. You lying charlatan. Our uh, fact checking the Holy Ghost when it comes to him showing you the way out whenever. Well, let's just hope Elon Musk knocks him out in that cage fight. Amen. You hear about that? Zucker versus Musk. Are they in a cage? They're gonna fight. Yeah, they're they're signed up. I guess they're gonna do it. I, I hope Musk gives him a concussion. How much does it cost to get in the ads? Um, how much does it cost to be in the advertisements for that? You know, they're they're talking about having it in the ancient Colosseum in, in Rome. Italy actually contacted Musk and said, you know, if you follow through with this, and they're serious, they both have agreed to it. Italy, the nation, said you can have your fight in the ancient Roman Colosseum, <laughs> like the gladiators. You know, I think this is the demise of the billionaire class. Look at the one in the the little uh, submarine. Right. Well, you know what? what? Hap- how did the world react to the submarine popping underwater? They're like, well, if I was a billionaire and I was trapped on the bottom of the sea, I would have just pulled myself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> they begin mocking the billionaire class same day. No compassion. Humanity is sick and tired of the sorcerer oppressors. Isn't that exactly what the nations are saying in consens- consensus? There is rioting in the streets of Paris right now. It's not on CNN, it's not on Fox, it ain't anywhere. But the nations are in an uproar against their billionaire overlords. And they're going to take him down. And you know what's interesting is this post that Facebook wanted to fact check, why did it trigger the kind of demonic triggers when it seems to be unrelated? 1 Corinthians 10, 13, about Jesus promising a way out from every temptation. Was he just kidding? Now, how... Was the economic crisis this summer averted that they were planning in June? It was the holiness of the eyes of the men of Red Letter Ministries, the consecration. So, the consecration of the men and the eyes, especially. The whole company, but especially there's something powerful when it comes to economics, government, finances. What's happening in the world is largely affected by those who are learning righteousness, walking on sapphire stones, getting the circumcision. Now, what this was connected to, it says here, is the online post questioning voting by mail is missing context. So it triggered about the voting, voting fraudulence, which we're talking about Donald Trump. I thought you had a political post, just quoting scripture. Just quoting scripture. But what, what the, the scripture to promote the purity in the eyes of the men of Red Letter Ministries and the women too. The women, we need it too. But it, it, there's something powerful because when, when the men lay hold of it, it affects the economic situation in the country and worldwide and the politics in the country and worldwide. Oh yeah, cool tattoo. <laughs> yes. You can see our, our brother got a RLM tattoo in the Hebrew on his wrist. That's RLM for life, literally. It's another level of dedication. Woo, that's a 
pretty cool thing, man. That's a, I love how I like, it's in the Hebrew yeah. script, too. Yeah. Yep. So our people are coming into a new level it's of dedication. It's getting serious. It's getting... That's about as serious as it gets. Yep. Next thing. That's the equivalent of waking After up that, every day saying not today, Satan. sacrifice your child on an altar. <laughs> holy, holy God. kind of quiet in here on that one. Holy God. <laughs> I only said that because we have visitors today. I'm trying to be relevant. Relevant. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, you know, what's interesting is that the, the purity that it takes to take back the finances, the economics, and the government, influencing the government, that anointing, that scriptural revelation on sapphire stones triggered triggered the demonic on what they consider to be the topic of voting by mail voter fraudulence so well I'm, I'm against the mail-in ballots let's just write that down in your notes mm -hmm. You're gonna get all Twitter on you like the Republican freaking party of elephants. <laughs> Why did these things manifest? What did what did Brandon say that Solomon had the wisdom on? He studied the Torah, but he was talking about ants. He was looking at rocks. He was looking at the sun. He was looking at the trees. So when you see anything in the natural realm that manifests. It tells you something about what's going on in the unseen realm. And what has the Lord been speaking on? The economic and the governmental breakthroughs through the purity of the eyes walking on sapphire stones. You know what happened to me today? I was listening to RLM music for like 12 hours and there was so much John Scotland and my old drunken glory musician friends. I'm freaking whack today. <laughs> and it feels so good. So let's just all have a drink right now. Like, this is the cup of the new covenant in his blood. Drink it. It is written. There's like this weird tension. Like, just relax and chill out, man. Some of you guys... Some of you need, need to have pizza. You need a Holy Spirit Prozac smoothie. <laughs> Amen. Just take your Holy Ghost Prozac and get your brain smiling, get your heart smiling, and just chill out. Just break all that tension, that glass, all that stuff. Being around God is relaxing. It is relaxing to be around Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. What about the blood curdling? Shut up, devil. We're in the realm of peace right now, and it needs to break through any kind of barrier of tension in your hearts, your mind, your flesh, and your house. And if you have evil spirits, because they're the ones that get people tense, the Bible says it makes their, their hairs stand on end. <laughs> you know, goosebumps in the sanctuary, but it's a, a, ten, a tension of a demon. Kai the Shekinah <laughs> makes their hairs stand on end by demon possession. That's one of my favorite verses. Let's see if we can find it. Here we go. Now we're going right in from 
half hour of Holy Ghost comedy into deliverance. Because the joy learns our strength. Did you know there are 13 verses in the Bible about being skinny? Did you know that? I, you know I was studying today? Skinny. Skinny. S-K-I-N-N-Y in English if you're taking notes. Okay? Genesis 41.1 The skinny cows ate up the seven healthy cows then Pharaoh woke up. Oh, it gets worse. Just hold your skinny pants. Genesis 41.3 The... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Then seven ugly, skinny cows came up out of the river. Don't you ever come up out of the river. Ugly, skinny cows coming out of the river. Ministries Worldwide International. Genesis 41.4. Not this season. The cows that were sickly and skinny ate... The seven nice-looking, well-fed cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. Genesis 41.17 Then the seven skinny, ugly cows ate up the first seven healthy cows, but she couldn't tell by looking. After eating them up, they were just as skinny and ugly as before. Then I woke up. <laughs> you think they might have put on a pound or two after eating seven healthy cows? Not they were still skinny and ugly. The Lord said. I think somebody watching online just received that metabolism. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hear this though, man. Dark speech. Genesis forty-one twenty. I am, I'm rejoicing that skinny's in the Bible right now, and I think it's hilarious that every single instance it's totally wicked. Okay, Genesis 41.20, the skinny cows ate the fat ones. Genesis 41.21, but she couldn't tell it because these skinny cows were just as skinny as they were before right away I woke up. The seven skinny, ugly cows that came up later also stand for seven years. As do the seven bad heads of grain that were scorched by the east wind the dreams mean there will be seven years when there won't be enough grain. Now, I feel, you know, all that John Scotland today on RLM Music, which is our 24-7 radio station. If you don't know about it, you can listen to it in the app. I've had it on for 48 hours, and it's been getting me so blasted. I forgot oh, how amazing radio. the radio station was, just listening nonstop. But... John Scotland would constantly just be drunk, talking about stuff in the Bible, and then out of this drunken Bible reading, he'd be like, but then here is the wisdom of it. <laughs> and that'd be like an hour sermon, just drunk, drunken reading the Bible, and then explaining it like, oh, here's the deep meaning of all the crazy crap I just told you while I was drunk in the glory. And so I really feel strongly tonight God is speaking about this this skinny thing and the cows and the seven. That there's something much deeper here that came out of just 
my time in the joy of the Lord just getting drunk out of my mind on the Holy Spirit today, that God is saying something. I was like, write that down. God is God saying, is saying something. something about the Write skinny. it in the comments. He's saying God some- is saying no, something. No, this is a prophetic word for some of you. He's saying something about the skinny. He's saying something about the seven, and he's saying something about the cows. Skinny kids, listen to this. Job. <laughs> oh, whoa. <clears throat> Job 33, 21. And we became so skinny that, <laughs> that our bones stuck out. Woo! Job 33, 21. Did you know that verse? We became so skinny that our bones stick out. Oh, man, that's horrible. May that never happen to you. Kind of reminds me of David's prayer when he's, he's like, I'm so skinny from eating, or not eating from fasting, that my bone, that my skin and bones. You know, I thought, honestly, because I grew up really skinny with chicken legs, that I thought there'd be something good about skinny in the Bible. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. God hates skinny. Did you know that? We have the signs out in front of the Southern Baptists, in front of churches. God hates Hates. homosexuals. God hates hates queers. God hates you. He hates your grandma. And he he hates your family. You can see how, can you feel how how seriously the religious spirits are taking it? But the truth is, (laughs) God hates skinny. <laughs> oh man, oh no. Oh, what am I gonna do? Well, it's barbecue season. It's time to Skinny eat. Skinny chicken barbecue. And it's time to eat pork. Amen. Some of you just need to eat. But I'm fasting you, so we gotta fast right now. Well, you can break your fast on Monday and eat a pork, pork chop or something. Now, listen here, we're not done yet. You think you're gonna get out of this? Isaiah 3, verse 12. Skinny kids terrorize my people. Mm, You see them too. You see those skinny Mm. kids around. Terrorizing my people. Silly girls bully them around. Mm. My dear people, your leaders are taking you down a blind alley. They're sending you off on a wild goose chase. So you got skinny kids and silly girls. God are you says, so skinny in your spirit? Yeah, are you that's so, your problem. Are you so skinny in your spirit that silly girls are bullying you? <laughs> that silly girls from the glory stream are bullying you because your spirit is so skinny. Just write in the comments right now, skinny kids and silly girls, you're going to hell! Amen. Whoa. I had the breaker line, didn't I? Where are the comments so I can write that down? I heard you thinking that right now. That'd be fun to write down. Get your phone out. You can have your phone out at church. Just make sure it's silenced. And write in the comments on any one of the ten streams or on Twitch. (laughs) Or on YouTube. Facebook, 
Twitter. Hey, silence that! Skinny kids terrorize my people. Silly girls bully them around. Now I'm reading the Bible to you. There should be reverence in church. I can feel some of you guys are like, what's going on around here? I thought I was going to some kind of teaching about the Bible. I'm reading the Bible to you. What's your problem? That's Isaiah 3, 12. Skinny kids and silly girls, you're going to hell. I think that's true. I think I don't know. I'm a little nervous now. Okay, well, another verse. Isaiah 17.4 Isaiah 17.4 The day is coming Now this one's going to mess you up <laughs> Some of you didn't even know skinny was in the Bible This is the most revelatory message you ever heard in your life I didn't even know God talked about skinny Well there's a lot you don't know Open your heart Isaiah 17.4 the day is coming when Jacob's robust splendor goes pale and his well-fed body turns skinny. Now, if you're going to cry tonight, that's now's the time. That's your cue. Oh, yeah. The splendor of Jacob. That's Jacob's splendor of Tiferet is seeing the inner intelligence and the wisdom inside of everything in the natural dimension. Like we're talking about the rocks, the things... The, the son, consider the ant, wisdom of Solomon. Jacob walked in the light of the true inner intelligence. What's the mark of Esau, who is anti-Jacob? He despised the true intelligence of the light of Torah. Well, you say, oh, well, that's not before it came down. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's the light of Torah before Moses received on the mountain. The, the commandments for the nefesh, because the nefesh needs commandments. The gift of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the inheritance, was the light of the Torah. It's going to get so bad that Jacob's going to get skinny. That's what it says. Which means there will be lacking in that time the light of true intelligence. And what you'll have instead is a people like Esau who despise the light of true intelligence, not, not the, not the false Gevrat, not the false Gevrat of carnal intelligence, <laughs> psychological intelligence, but the beauty of the wisdom and the splendor of the light of Torah of all creation from God the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit that teaches you through all the things that you see in the natural dimension to see the godliness of the creator who created that thing. It's an ability, but it's also a skill that you develop by walking with the Lord. This is what gave Solomon the greatest wisdom through the light of the sun. Amen. Ezekiel thirty-four twenty. Just two more. Okay. So this is what the Almighty Lord says. I will judge disputes between the fat sheep and the skinny sheep. Hold on. 
You fat sheep push the skinny sheep <laughs> with your sides and shoulders. And you knock down all the sick sheep with your oh. horns. Horn sheep. You have scattered them all over. So it's a message to Christian bullies. I take that personally because I need deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I need a deliverer to come from Zion to save me constantly. How desperate are you? Do you recognize you're demonized? You know everyone is. And those growing towards God are getting less so. You know, one of the healthiest places to be is recognizing reality. And unreality is like, I'm a healthy sheep. Oh, buddy, y'all got to be as healthy as I am. Right? And a leader needs to be healthy. We have a certain appearance to maintain in front of people. Nobody needs to get more undone from appearances than the leaders. When the leader gets undone, the people get undone. When you have the sheep fighting, bullying, sick sheep, skinny sheep, fat sheep, you know what it means? They've been eating good teaching for a long time, and they're beating up those that aren't, whose spirits are weak. I'm hugely guilty of that, no doubt about it. Because it's in the Bible. God says, that's what you're going to do. You, when you are an overfed sheep, I growing up in the, the glory stream, growing up with the best teachers, the best prophets, the signs and wonders apostles, we get fat, y'all. We get fat on teaching. We had eight hours a day of teaching for two years in Teen Challenge. Then we had eight hours a day of teaching for five years in Bible college. <clears throat> then we had eight hours a day of teaching of Bob Jones and... Paul Keith Davis and Bobby Connor and who else? David Hogan. Those were the main ones that God used in my life for years. Also some others. Some of them have <clears throat> gone on to be with the Lord, <laughs> so to speak. Some have given the right foot of fellowship. Some the have... right foot of fellowship. <laughs> some of you probably see, need to see, do I'm that. I'm trying to be respectful of my elders or whatever. <clears throat> I, I really want to honor everyone along the path because even the ones that gave me the right foot of fellowship, they helped me. And so they they have some rewards for that even if they're not walking with me today because you know what? There ain't that many people walking with me today. There really isn't. Not from the previous years of growth, not from the churches in, involved in dozens of churches, you guys, as a full-time inner-city missionary with the assemblies of God, none of them are walking with me. <clears throat> as soon as I came into the drunken glory, it was total en masse excommunication. Do you understand that? Like, it's been really intense, but it's been intensely glorious. Mm -hmm. You can't go through that without getting puffed up. <clears throat> you can't go through the well-fedness, and even in the overcoming of I'm right and you're wrong, yes, you're right, they're wrong. They're worshiping Jezebel. They don't understand there's an ignorance there. 
But even as you ascend the mountain of the Lord, conquering denominations, conquering streams and factions and divisions, and all the stuff that's called Christianity down here, you'll get pride on you just from overcoming. I know because I'm getting delivered from all of it. I'm going through it. You can go through everything down here and still be a mess in the second heavens as an overcomer. God will break you down still because he wants you so sweet and so perfect and so loving towards everyone that you've risen above. Otherwise, there's no chance those down below will ever come up. So there's always a sweetening after the overcoming. That's the season I'm in right now. A season of honey and a season of glory and a season of sweetening to get rid of all the planks and specks and the bitterness and the competition, the envy, the strife and all the animal activity. There is a conquering of competition. There is a conquering of denominations. There's a conquering of division and there's a conquering of factions. There's a conquering of everything under the sun in the animal nefesh. And the only way to conquer it is to be as sweet as Joseph. <laughs> you have to. You'll be in the highest celestial rung. You'll be in the heavenlies. You'll be higher than the warlock of Egypt. He's buddy-buddy, do you know, because you're in a higher rung. That's how it works. You know, this was long before Balaam. You didn't have to deal with that in Joseph's day. Joseph had favor. Joseph married. Joseph married. Listen now. Joseph married his wife in the Bible from God. Okay. Was the highest level witch's daughter. You know that? That's what it says in Torah. The highest level sorcerer of the temple of the Egyptian God. His daughter was Joseph's wife. That's what scripture says. Oh, buddy. Someone just started a ministry to witches when they heard that. Time to go find their wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need a John high pa level John Paul Jackson, he'd go into the, the, all the witches' covens and the oh, occult celebrations, and he'd have a dream interpretation booth. <laughs> yeah. And the witches and the warlocks, they'd come crying. Some would harden their heart, no doubt, but he'd win souls, man. Yeah. One of my favorite things in ministry is ministering to those in the old cult. We used to tell them back then, God is darker than the hell you live in. So if you're trying to be evil, you're a fool. God's darker than the hell he created for the fallen angels and aspects of it. It's a perfect darkness. Truth, anyhow. I mean, he's the one that sustains it with his word. There's aspects of God that are darker than hell. It doesn't mean he's in hell. It doesn't mean he's sinned. You understand, God sustains that place. There are entire aspects of Yadevave that you are not comfortable with. Things of his sovereignty that are beyond human comprehension. And that's one of them. And it's true. I come out of the darkest of the occult of Tartarus as a warlock. And I know that God, the real living God, is darker in aspects than all of that stuff. That's why it's so weak compared to him. They don't have anything. They're totally deceived. The sorcerer of Babylon is completely deceived. The Freemason of Babylon is totally deceived. 
the witch of the eastern star, the Job's daughter, is totally and completely deceived. Same as the little seance in the forest fairies. Don't matter what kind of occult you're in. You know what? Most Christians are in the occult. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Most of your Christianity has been occult. What do you think Jezebel, the false charismatic spirit is, the whore of Babylon? The Bible says that Christianity is the house of every demon. So you want to talk about the occult and sorcery and witchcraft, don't go any further than the church on the corner of your city, says the Lord Almighty. Yeah, most people never make it through drunken glory into a lot of freedom anyway. They just end up serving Jezebel and Belphegor. So it's like, well, how is that any better than the But not Eternity City Church. Not that city. Not every church, y'all. Not every church. It ain't every church. It's the, the church with the devil in it. The church with sorcery in it. The church with charismatic sorcery in it. See, this is why we need this level of prophetic. Our job, Rebecca's job as a seer, my job as a seer, and the apostolic calling and mandate on our lives is to clean house. It's to clean the church entirely. The cosmic vacuum cleaner. That's our job. That's our function in the body. That's why they have a hard time with us. I could say they hate us so much, and that's true. Most of them do. Some of them are beginning to learn like he's actually kind of telling the truth. You know, kind of. They can't accept all of it because there's so much bondage and darkness. But they begin to open up and awaken a little more to what the function <coughs> of the office is actually doing. They get a revelation. The Shekinah is releasing revelation. What is revelation? Revelation is a key into the glory. When you minister the glory of God, you release keys. And just release keys into all your hearts. Keys into all your minds, keys into your bones and marrow, keys, the keys of the kingdom, 22-22, Isaiah, the keys of David. We have them. Why? Because we're in Christ. I hold all keys in my right hand, it is written. Amen? If Christ formed in you, and it's real, and you're God inside-minded, and you've actually gone from glory to glory, worth a darn, you'll have a ton of keys. you have a keychain like this and all kinds of dimensions, elevations, all, all kinds of stuff. You have authority over realms. You have dominion, power, authority. You have energy. You have exousia. You have dunamis. You have power. God has given us power over everything. The only issue is, is he formed in you to trust you with it? Because when he's formed in you and entrusts you with it, you'll begin to use it in a way that the human being can't comprehend until after the power goes forth. While the power goes forth, they usually think we're under attack. This is sorcery. You're involved in that dark cult, red letter ministries. Oh, it's some dark stuff, bro. It's very far from the heart of God, is what they're saying now. Mm -hmm. very, but listen now. Listen. When the keys go forth and the Shekinah touches them, something unlocks. The gospel can only be received... By direct revelation, it is written. Direct revelation means direct encounter in the Shekinah glory cloud. That's what the harvest of Revelation 14, 14 is. What's the sickle? Someone just got reaped through revelation. We sow those keys of the kingdom to reap you into the glory cloud. 
And when you're reaped into the glory cloud, you begin to be conformed into that atmosphere as the very existence of your life. I don't have any activity in my life outside the glory. Why would I? That'd be going into hell. So the keys clean you up inside, outside. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're being made perfect in the glory. You're in the cloud. You are ascending from sapphire stone to sapphire stone with the keys of the kingdom, revelations of Torah, the word of God, to be in greater glory, in the greater glory, in the higher glory, the resurrection and the glory begins to deal with your humanity like never before. So how do you harvest the nations? So keys, what are keys? Words that are revelations filled with God's inner substance and it goes right into the heart and hits the mark. That's what happened to Saul of Tarsus. Acts chapter 9. You could say he was really far outside the glory. Killing Christians, y'all. Killed Stephen with a glowing face just a couple chapters earlier. You got murderer, religious Pharisee, Saul of Tarsus. And God shoots an arrow. He sends a key. What key? Jesus. He is every key, by the way. He's every key. He sends that key right in to Saul's heart and unlocks him. And Saul let him in. He let him in. And the serial killer Pharisee religious freak became Apostle Paul who wrote your New Testament. You know how? A key. The father sowed one key. What was that one key? One single key. Revelation, guys. Wasn't two, one. God is one. Jesus is the book of Revelation. So one revelation named Jesus came and opened the door. You know what you need? One revelation. You don't need ten trillion. You need one. When you have one, guess what happens? You come in fellowship and one turns into ten trillion inside you. The main key, the main revelation is is Jesus unlocking your heart, the song of songs mystery. From that revelation of Jesus, the key of the Father, comes every revelation afterwards. If you don't have that key unlocking your heart tonight, receive it right now. Amen. Amen. That revelation bread. That revelation light, that bread that comes down from above, your experience of the revelation as you taste and see that the Lord is good, is that angelic manna, angelic food. And how do you get to the angelic food? We talked about the matzah, the obedience, the sacrifice of obedience before you have the understanding leading you through the wilderness to the mountain, where the Torah is given, and you eat the angelic revelations of the Torah, the light of Torah, formed in bread, daily. So, what is it? If you are desiring and needing your own revelation apart from the obedience of the apostolic, I just gotta go get my own revelation. Here's the difference. What that is, is moldy manna. I'm just gonna go collect manna on my own terms, on my own timeline. I'm doing my own thing. I know the apostle said, don't go after this knowledge at this time. Well, I just need enough. What if I don't have enough? What if more doesn't come tomorrow? She's pastoring right now, you know that? 
moldy mana turning into worms that devour your flesh. Where the worm dies not. Well, didn't it come from God? Well, now you're eating hell bread. <laughs> hell bread ministries. Hell bread ministries. <laughs> Do my own thing. I need to get my own revelation. Yes, you need to have the direct revelation, but how? Through obedience to the apostolic. Eat the matzah. Where, where am I going to find manna? I need manna. Eat the matzah. Do the thing. Follow. Obey. And then there you'll see the light of Torah coming down the mountain, the daily manna, the revelations, the angelic bread that will feed your spirit so you're not a sickly, dying cow. And so you're not fattening yourself in the day of slaughter. See, it's that balance. What did Jacob have? What does Tiferet represent? Balance between the left and the right. Amen. Balance. Why is it? Well, are we going to be funny and crazy like the angel of nonsense? Are we going to be strict and serious like you're all, I just don't. Are we doing this? Are maybe, we doing that? Are we doing this? Do you have to understand In why? one personality, not multiple. Why? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Be delivered from multiple personalities Somebody needed to hear that, that are right demons. Now. Amen. Bam. Only one of your personalities is allowed to visit Joel's bar, and it's the one that is possessed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tell the other amen. Everybody out. say amen. Tell the other personality <laughs> to wait outside the front door until after. Until the angels bar. slaughter it, while you're at the bar. Is he talking to me? I'm talking Everyone. to the other you. The other. You. <laughs> <laughs> the one that needs therapy. <laughs> Listen, I'll talk to my other me, man. I'm not picking on you. This is for everyone. That other one's down there. If you get buried in hell, the old Adamic Brandon. If you bury. If you slaughter and bury the I old you, you below, there's a chance you might rise on sapphire stones and get the new you hewn from the throne above. Amen? Then you can enjoy multiple layers of souls being added to you. Holy soul. Holy neshama. Chaya and Nishida. Amen. It separates soul from spirit, so you get separated. So not to the left, not to the right. You go over here, you want to be silly and foolishness, and then you find that your faith is destroyed just by moldy manna. Or you just want to be serious and religious all the time, and you find yourself dying over here with moldy manna. What is the straight and narrow? It's not a form. It's not about the forms. It's about the Father. What's his purpose? He wants to take care of you. He wants to raise you up to be like him, to be like his son. And your prayers, your prayers affect not only yourself, but the world even more so when you become a righteous one. Your prayers and your actions and your words begin to affect everything. Large groups of people, countries, cities, nations, the cosmos, the higher you go. So your every decision and word, choice and all these things affect at the heights where I'm walking at. Why do I take things so seriously sometimes? My choices affect timelines and destinies. So as you go up, the more you go up, the more you realize it's not about you. It's about what you can do to serve the Father's perfect vision, timeline, purpose, and will. And oftentimes, like Brandon said, the stronger the sheep get, the more dangerous they can be. So as you're strengthening yourself, so you got to get pruned. Remember compassion. Oftentimes, 
those people who hurt you before, you're like, I'm strong now. They couldn't do that to me. Mm. If I was like this then, then God's now like, don't be, be do that to the other person. Be vulnerable and slain <laughs> with Jesus now. Yeah. Be prideful S-O-B. Yeah. Which is the son of Belial. If God raised you up to the place of Joseph now, what would you do to your brothers and sisters who threw you in a pit? That is the test. By the time Joseph ascended to that place, he no longer had it in his heart to do unto them as they did unto him. He developed the aspect of the father. He learned from his studies, it's written in Jewish recorded history. He studied the way of Jacob. What was the way of Jacob? To learn the godly light of that intelligence of wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding in the sun to illuminate everything he saw. That's how he interpreted dreams because he understood the spiritual, symbolic language. So why not to the left, to the right? Am I being serious? Am I gonna laugh in the drunken glory and get high on a good time? Yes, but what is God's specific purposes? People might feel they're attacked. When the thunderings of the shofar of Bina, which represents the world of Berea, the source of the thunders, comes down. The lightning and the thunder goes down through Bina, Gevra, and Kavad. And just today I was studying the lightnings and the thunderings of the Gevra. And it goes down and through Hod and Brennan began to speak today before the show about the, the lightnings of Hod. Bina, Gevra, and Hod. The lightnings and the thunders of the severities of his judgments. And the thunder and wine from Bina is also wine mm -hmm. for the sons of thunder. Those spiritual forces, when you go into prayer and you have the shofar, not just ordering on Amazon a shofar, although if you did that, that would be fun. Please bring it. Plastic trumpet, and more like, like it. Like a little plastic trumpet. Or kazoo. Kazoo, we, we love the kazoo. Recorder? Yeah, well, maybe That's not. Stretching That's stretching Depending on your skill level, I don't know if we're going to... Anybody remember how to play the recorder? <laughs> you learned that in fourth grade. That was national requirement. See how worthless our Greek <laughs> education system is? Worthless. But that, <laughs> that thundering of the severities, when you pray and your voice carries that thunder from the understanding of the light of wisdom coming down to the sapphire stones, you decree those severities. Why? The purposes of God, the will of God. Severity against the fallen angels and their judgments of what they're doing. Severity against the wickedness coming against the things of God. Severity against the witches and the warlocks who align themselves to be permanent enemies of God. Now, what about this? The love on the other side? the love and the joy and the drunken glory, why is this beneficial? When those things that you do for God, the Jews call it a mitzvah, we call it just doing what God wants you to do. When you do that with such 
joy and such love for God in your heart that you're doing it just for the sake of doing it, just for the sake of loving God. That drunken joy and that glory comes out and with your joy that you perform it with, it's like your world that you live in becomes one with God. When the joy and the love is so intense, it doesn't have to be sensed to the carnal brain, but something wonderful happens at that moment. When it's, I don't understand, what's the apostle teaching on? This doesn't make any sense. But the love and the joy of God is there to do what God wills. Your world joins with one as, as his. Did you hear that? That's, when, that's what this is. It's joy. Bop you in the head. Spiritually now. Bop. Yes. We're in a season of bopping people in the head with Kenyan weapons. Hallelujah. Amen. You know that's true. That's prophecy right there. Amen. That's high-level prophetics. The things that have been unleashed in the body of Christ from some of these nations that are going to bring global unity, like RLM Global, I don't think people really comprehend what's going on. Like, the prophets and apostles are so far ahead of the average believer right now they're basically coming into promised land realities, establishing them while the people are still down in Black Malkut. That's literally what's happening. That's literally what's That's happening. It. I know there's a couple of you rising right now, so let's, you know, we're keep keep it going. But understanding the mystery, I want you to understand these it's two like mysteries of calculus. prayer. We love calculus. We love glory. I've seen the formulas. I calculus. I saw the Lord, Jesus Christ, and I saw a pattern, an art pattern. A design and when he took it and made it liquid and absorbed it back up into himself all these formulas equations I mean the craziest mathematics you've ever seen this just looks like what NASA looks like basic elementary math and then out comes this perfected design they need the NASA cutter <laughs> yeah, they do. Because they're in Uranus. Because they're in Uranus, black Uranus. They're in the the wrong realm, y'all. They've been in Maltute for too long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they got the black moon. So, when the thunders of the severities in your judgments and the judgments of God and the Torah come blazing out, and you might be raging against the enemy or just loudly decreeing what God wants done in the earth, that's a direct attack. That's a direct decree. When you go into, maybe it could be the nonsense glory, sense and nonsense, or it could be the oil of joy, the drunken glory. When you perform something for God out of pure love for Him, something in action, maybe you give a, a gift. If you're drunk in the Spirit, maybe you give a damn. Maybe you give a damn. <laughs> it might By be the, the way, first time in someone's life they gave damn a damn. Is the Hebrew word for blood. Dom. Dom. D A M. Dom. There you go. Woo-hoo. You say damn it all the time. Amen. Right. Glory. So when you perform something for God, you do something. <laughs> Maybe you give an offering. Maybe you do a work of, of kindness. Maybe a teaching. Something that you're doing in the will of God with such oil of joy and gladness. Your whole world for that moment transforms and it's brought into unity with God. At that time, the things that you say are no longer just words. 
It is a concealed, hidden form of prayer that bypasses that left portal to hell in Black Gavron. So that's the important. So when things get silly or things get weird, instead you of just get judging, drunk and have a good teaching. Yeah, instead of just judging by on the outer man what we see with our eyes and hear with our ears, and you know the things that the Zadokim do. What are the righteous ones who are Torah scholars of the wisdom of the Torah, not the dead letter of the Torah? I can't mix my fabrics. I can't. Can I even buy a Hanes shirt? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't buy a Hanes shirt on Amazon. Women what do they mix not this with? Have going to church with their hair covered? Or it's a shame. <laughs> you know, get a life, man. That is the pharisaical dead letter of the Black Torah, which is taking the things that came down Mount Sinai, came down sapphire stones from God, and using it for devils. So understand, if you're just judging on the outside, what you see, what you hear, how it makes you feel, instead of consulting with the Holy Ghost on the inside, especially if you've not yet sanctified Yet zero, you've not gone up yet zero, you've not gone up on the sapphire stones, you're likely to misinterpret what God is doing. What's the benefit? It's for the benefit of all humankind. When that joy and that oil and that drunken glory comes forth, and it's not used for the selfish nature, but it's used to speak words in that moment that become a concealed prayer to bypass the enemy lines in that unity with the joy and the love of God. That's represented also in the strength of Archangel Michael. He has that. And one of the tests in this realm will be if you can put a rainbow on your car and not be insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I'm gay. <laughs> I tell you what, you need to grow a pair. Yep. And the pair are Hod and Netza. That's true. Amen. And it also does represent the testicles, too. That is true. Uh-oh. We're getting biological now. This is biology. We're in biology. Is there any area God won't go? Creator of everything. Is God ashamed of your testicles? Well, it depends. I tell you the truth. (laughs) God enjoys joy. He does. But he enjoys righteousness. God really enjoys like everything he Mm -hmm. made. And he made Mm -hmm. a lot. What he does enjoy, enjoy is those outside of his glory. Does that mean he doesn't... Listen, he's inviting you to the party. Every word Mm -hmm. from this glory cloud that I'm speaking from tonight is an invitation! Mm -hmm. It's a key to the party. It's an unlocking of your heart to join Jesus on the cloud. That's what harvest Mm -hmm. is, guys. That's what awakening is. Revelation 14, 14... Jesus is seated on the cloud of glory, not future tense, not past tense. Right now, you can join him today. What's the access? Allowing the key to unlock you. If you're hard and you're tense and it's just like black moon and black sun, like, you know, I don't get it. You know, what is this? Is this just emotionalism? Is this just a comedy club? Like, what is Joel's bar tonight? It's a demonstration of a whole entire realm of God the Father trying to get people into His glory. See, the prophetic is the revealing of the full nature of God. 
through whatever. Isn't that what Ezekiel did? Isn't that what Isaiah did? They would manifest the aspect of God to reach the people of their time. Amen. That's what the prophetic is. Making God real and mm. personable in your American mm. culture. Mm. Can we look at the Sapphire Stones chart? The regular one? Now I'm getting angry. The black and white one. Go from we love angry Jesus. Anger. No, man, it's fun. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. God's in a good mood. Yeah, let's look at... Let me just... Uh, here we go. The black and white chart. The Sapphire Stones. My favorite one. Don't, don't look into my zone. Like what? I can feel you judging me right now. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really insecure up here. Don't write anything negative about me on the internet either, okay, guys? I might just shut down our alarm. Some of these people kill themselves if they get a negative comment on social media. You seen that? This person just committed suicide because they got attacked on TikTok. I'm like, what? What? I would have been dead in 2006. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah. good. It's really what, good. You know Sapphire Stone chart. Hand the, Sapphire World's chart. The controller's over to you today. Alright. I'm honestly too drunk, drunk to I can't even it. press Actually, the button. Yeah. yeah. You feel all that wine? Yeah, it's a lot. Alright. It's all right. the wine coming down through the I need side. a designated driver tonight. Amen. <laughs> so when Brent's talking about the prophets exhibiting a specific characteristic of God the Father for a purpose and a reason in their time and their generation. That is one of these aspects that would go between these aspects of God. Why would you need to manifest a specific aspect, whether it's severe judgment or the loving kindness, the compassion, to fret the balance of them? These are all the names of God, his characters his characteristics, his qualities that come down. It's dependent on what's needed at that moment. Do we always know what's needed as, as young believers? How are we going to know what's needed? He sends help. He sent the prophets. He sent Moses, right? He sent, he sent Paul. He sent Peter. He sent, he keeps sending his people, his sent ones to display his living Torah through these aspects, and these are all of them, including severe judgment, is considered an aspect of compassion. Because even when a severe judgment comes out, the entire purpose from the throne of God is to display compassion and mercy by giving them an opportunity to repent. It is actually known, it's known in Jewish rabbinical literature that the harshest, most severe judgment of all is not to have a judgment go out. Mm. Wow. Because what that means is God's not even going to bother letting you know that there's something wrong with what you're doing. Just let him continue on in sin. Mm, so true. That's the most severe and harshest judgment is to not receive a judgment because then you'll never know there's anything wrong with how you're thinking, what you're doing, how you're living, and you find out in the world to come, which is eternal punishment. Well, judge us. More judgment. More judgment, Mark. Amen. I want to get drunk on <laughs> the judgment seat. In the judgment seat, the throne. 
Bina, <laughs> where the wine comes out, it's where the judgments come down. That's where the neshama is hewn from. All this realm. You guys weren't intoxicated this whole time, the last several years. Oh, oh. Uh, was this about the Shekinah the whole time, or did we get into religion? Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got upgraded going into Sapphire Stones, and <laughs> I've been higher than ever before. It went from one kind of drunkenness into a greater drunkenness. Do you guys even realize that right now? I think people don't don't understand really what's ha what's transpired in RLM the last several years. The intoxication we always told you was ever increasing glory. Here's the issue: people stayed down here, and it turned rotten, just like Jesus said it would. Mm -hmm. We kept going, getting higher and higher and higher, and it was different highs. Some of these highs are like concentration, <coughs> but it's always, listen, it's always Shekinah. You never leave the manifest light for anything, for any teaching. That's the fruit that you know it's God. So if, if any of you have forgotten what it's about, the light of the Shekinah glory. You need to repent tonight. Some of you have just gotten into your heads and you haven't even allowed the, the teaching, even the teaching of sapphire stones, to go into your spirit so the seed will never hatch in your spirit and you will literally become sorcerers. You'll become sorcerers. So there needs to be an undoing of all the human animal and allowing the teaching... Because Rebecca's bringing it from the celestial realm. Because it's, it's alive in her angel, in her spirit. It's from her spirit. But if you are not allowing it to go into your spirit, you'll never live in the glory, no matter how perfect the teaching is. Most of the people that listened to Messiah never lived in Messiah's light. They were destroyed outside of Messiah's light, even though they heard perfect teaching for years. Perfect teaching for years. Okay? So you have to go back. Repentance means going back mm -hmm. to the most important thing, light. Going back to Christ in you, realizing the glory, which means realizing this is about the glory. This is a greater glory. But a lot of Christians, including a lot of you watching right now and in this room, you can really feel it. And I'm not making fun of you. I care, so I want to explain it to you. That you have not understood the realizing of the glory as the priority of Christian teaching. The teaching comes because there's a greater realizing of Shekinah glory. Amen? That's how all the food that we give you from this table will help you. And if it doesn't help you, because it, it never hit your spirit. Unless a seed <laughs> goes into the ground and dies, it will never sprout. So if you look at this chart again here, now, when a word is spoken from a height and it comes down, when you look at this chart as in your own body on the left-hand side of Keter, your, like your, your crown, your will, and then your head, your forehead, your eyes, your ears, that's, you know, Keter, Hakma, Bina. So, initially, it's going to hit your flesh. Right? What did Brennan tell me years ago when I was asking about studying the Bible? Because I'm, you're studying it, it goes into your brain. Yep. He said, put it into your brain and then crucify it. Ain't got time for your jibba-jabba. Right. So 
When it goes into your head, <laughs> if your head is not circumcised, which means you're not standing on Keter, right? You're not, you're not at a height in sapphire stones. Let that word go down that down the path and go all the, let it die, all the way into Malkut, and you put your hand on your belly, on your spirit. And let all those teachings that you've been receiving about sapphire stones just, I don't need to know, it's not for my brain, it's not for my carnal brain, it's for my spirit, it's not for my heart to do witchcraft, I feel like I deserve this and this and that, and I'm gonna do this to people because they hurt me and now I can finally get them back. No. Let it go down. You're gonna see the broom of the father just sweeping the wine angels out of his throne room right now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. See ya. Whatever it takes to save. <laughs> and you let it die. But what if I didn't understand? What if I could never go up on the... Just stop worrying and sinning. Sin is worry. When you're sinning and you're fearing... I got something. Just... Look just at, stop just... sinning. Gosh. Dang it. How many times I've got to tell you? <laughs> stop it. Knock it off. <laughs> stop. Right. It's like I sent you the wine angels, you sin with the wine angels. I send you the serious angels, you sin with the serious angels with what they brought you. So I'm totally screwed. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Water water fast. Yes. And get skinny and get eaten by a fat cow. Just like the Bible says. The end. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Because it's the 4th of July on Tuesday. Eaten by a fat cow ministries now. I've uh I've got uh, some other uh, similar topic, topical study here. Just stop it. You know, I'm, I'm getting more and more tempted to get a winter place down in Daytona Beach. <laughs> so we talked about we talked about skinny. I was interested today to see how what kind of verses could I find in the Bible that said muscle? Well, you don't look any further. Uh, that's pretty nice. <laughs> they won't even let me into the Mall of America because yeah. the door says guns banned from the premises. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just have to do some shopping for you on the 4th of July. You've been entrusted <laughs> as with the stewardship of Gundor. Yeah, things get so crazy and serious around here. You'll be like, I got archangels showing up to my house to try and keep me alive, and then I get that word the GT later on, hey, you barely survived. Great. Okay, what's next? You know, uh, we're here keeping you alive. Oh my gosh, your decisions today, it can affect whether you receive this scroll and and the ministry, and if you don't get it today, there's there's not a guarantee that it'll be there for you tomorrow. I'm like, oh God, I got it. And you people talk about your, like your, oh, what do I do? I'm like, what do I do? You know? You have the, to understand pressure. that if, okay, the decisions, Rebecca, you make this week, that affects what timeline from here on for the entire Red Letter Ministries and all the earth, which one, that's the one once, and I got two or three prophetic witnesses messaging me independently with, and the Google Translates, and the Dreams, and the Visions, so and the Rhema. Right, so, I mean, understand, like, the kind of, imagine, like, I, you know us women, we don't even know what we want for dinner. You do your thing, girl. We can't even choose dinner half the time, right? That what's with the animal, female, and the fish? Well, what do you want for dinner, honey? I don't know. What do you want to get? But make sure it's something Pizza. that I don't like. Pizza. Pizza. 
And we're talking the pressure of, okay, now, you've because had, of we were at in Sapphire Stones. You've had right? enough pizza. <laughs> so do some fasting, amen? <laughs> and ripe mangoes. And ripe mangoes. You're too happy, you need bitter mangoes. No, 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 no. No, no, no bitter I'm mango. Gonna, I'm going to get more happy than this. Yeah. Really tick some people. Right. <laughs> so... You have to understand, no, drunk like John if Scott. you don't have a sense of humor, it's going to be rough. You're going to need it. The joy of the Lord is what? My bondage? No, your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and you're going to need strength. There are things that you are going to encounter on this journey in Sapphire Stone. Now, you're surrounded by a great company of witnesses. The teachings in Ireland. Surrounded by the special bus. This is a special bus. Short bus for life. Amen. Here we go. We're down. They show up, you know, the little white van outside your house. <sighs> Time to go to school. <laughs> I'm just going down to Cub. Got to plan this a week ahead just to get out the front door. <laughs> I'm so fat from eating all those skinny cows. Well, Holy see. Ghost. So yeah, not ashamed about it either. Proud. Yeah. So you have to understand on this journey, there are certain things that people and flesh and blood may or may not be around to help you with certain decisions, and you're going to have to be tuned in to the Holy Spirit of God, because the higher you go in righteousness, the more lives you affect, right? Then what people? That's why it's important to pray for your leadership, because. The kinds of things that we talk on, or we debate in, or we, you know, have those, those. <laughs> you guys better pray for me. Pray for I me. Think I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Please pray for him. <laughs> I, just, I think I got cerebral palsy. <laughs> Holy ghost! It's oh good. man, there's just joy about cerebral yeah. palsy. Well, and you don't know, be so serious. Yeah. People say he's making fun of handicapped people. They're make, they're saying saying Donald Trump going like this. He hates handicapped people now. So serious. Is he going like this? You need to chill yeah. out, man. Yeah. This is what the Kenyan staff is for. Bop. They just need to get bopped on the head. Right. Bop. You, you have to understand that the the severity and seriousness of the religious demon will not advance you on the sapphire stones. Right? The thunderings, the voice of God upon the waters, the glory of God thunders, Psalms 29.3. That voice, who can understand the thunderings of God? The thunderings, who can understand the thunderings of the Gevra of God Most High? His thunderings and His lightning are the things of God in His seriousness and severity that will help you rise on sapphire stones and protect righteousness, protect the covenant. But if you are in the religious demon of severity, let's look at this one. (laughs) This is the difference. If you are going to Asmodai, if you are going to a king or prince of demons of Gevra for your help, to go up sapphire stones, what do you think is going to happen? That's why the joy and the drunken glory is to terrorize your demons. <laughs> if I can imagine 
Probably be disemboweled and eaten by worms. <laughs> Likely, yes. <laughs> That's biblical. <laughs> and what you'll find, and I think you guys will like this, what you'll find... Let's look at the, the pretty one. The cadavers stink so bad you gotta put some essential oil right on your mustache. I think, and you'll, what you'll find is on these sapphire stones, both the judgments and the severities of God You'll find joy in them. You'll find drunken glory, crystal clear wine in both his judgments and his loving kindness and the ultimate realization, oh, there's more and more realizations. Thank you for backing me up on this. Yeah. The, the ultimate realizations on this is that there is no separation. Mm. It's what the Lord your God is one God. This is all one God. It's yeah. not this or that. Black and white. Witchcraft. Mm. Oh, black and white or red witchcraft sorcery of Balaam in the middle, who's so centered and so politically correct and so, you know, so well thought of by all the nations and all the kings. Mm. Balaam, the advisor to kings of nations, because he's so sound in mind and politically correct. He was sodomizing his donkey. <laughs> well, that's what happens in the Black Sephiroth. I know that. That is true. Just like the pedos in politics. That actually is in recorded Jewish history, too, that um, Balaam was a sodomizer. I may be donkey. drunk, but I ain't lying to you. Holy Ghost. Yep. No, it's true. These are wicked people. So, what is it in you that... This is what God is going to challenge Very you serious. with. What is it in, in you that's demonic, of the curse of the fall, it's common to all flesh, that thinks that... This part of God on the left is different than this part of God on the right. If it's Jesus Christ, why do you think it's different? Why do they, oh, is it this or that? Oh, the nonsense angel. Oh, no, oh, I can't. Oh, oh, we're being serious now. What is it that gets you to think that God is not one God? That it's, oh, is this God or is that God? You don't know him. I'm a little offended that you would call it the nonsense angel. It's a very high-ranking... Angel. Oh, I just got that from a, what's her name? What's the book that it's in? I'm just kidding. Heaven, I know you're kidding. But I like to be serious just to provoke seriousness. The, uh, this is good. This is really good. Yeah, the um, the nonsense and sense. Yeah. Sense, <laughs> what's that other one called? Sense and nonsense. <laughs> Heaven waits the bride. Yeah. The reason why it's written like that by the great prophetess Anna Roundtree is so that you would have a grid for entire camps of angelic activity. Do you understand yeah. that? It's yeah. not talking just about, oh, crystal clear, or here's the handyman angel, or here's the healing angel. Guys, it's talking about legions yeah. and myriads mm -hmm. of activities that those angels mm -hmm. symbolize. You need to understand that, because a lot of people is like, well, I meant crystal clear. Probably not. Probably one of a million crystal clears. <laughs> Seriously, you know. But because we're not wise and prophetic enough, because we've really limited, we've had a lot of religion mixed boxes, in with the prophetic. Right? You have boxes. boxes. You have bar we still Smash have a human them. nature. Because you still have your human nature, you can't really mature in the prophetic. Right. If you are human and not Christ formed on the inside, you cannot be prophetic. Christ is the prophet. Right? Christ is the prophetic. The spirit of Jesus is the testimony of prophecy. Blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. 
So you can't be prophetic without the formation of Jesus on the inside of your spirit. So every part where Jesus is informed in your spirit, it's all darkness. It's all darkness. It's all death. It's all human. You understand? That's what sin is. Sin is any part of the inside of you that Jesus, Almighty God, is not. So I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be formed within you tirelessly. Oh man, they're so bad. It's so, no man. It, it's so easy. It's so light. God has so much help to help His sons and daughters raise up uh. multitudes. You can be refreshed. You know, there's a reason why some of these great mystics that came before us, like Heidi Baker and. Uh, What's her name? Oh, yeah, Heidi Baker in the spirit realm. I met her. Carolyn Arnott. They soak for like four hours a day. (laughs) Heidi Baker and Carolyn Arnott soak for hours, guys. You know why? You have to as a minister because Mm -hmm. everything around you is like hell. Trying to kill you. Everything, you're surrounded by hell and you want to stay in the glory. God has the refreshment. God has everything. The issue is, can you just pause... And go into the waterfall. Can you pause and go into the oil? Can you just... No, time out. You can make a time out right in the middle of warfare. You can. I've done it a thousand times. You can stop and go into the secret place. You can stop and go into the rest. And then come back when you're feeling better. When you're in a better mood. Amen. Hey, I found that section of the two. I, w- I want to read Sense and Nonsense from the book here. Right. I think this will be really healing because these are real angels in heaven who represent these aspects of the Father. And this is, again, not just two random angels, like Brandon said, myriads of angels containing all these qualities of what? Different qualities of compassion. They might think there's only one nonsense angel in heaven or something ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Two angels. Suddenly, two angels came strolling down the path near the pool. They looked like young men of about 25 years of age. One had brown hair and wore a brown robe. The other had blonde hair and wore a blonde robe. There was something comical about them, but I did not know why I felt this way. The brown hair was nonsense and the blonde hair was sense, like you and me. (laughs) (laughs) Make it personal, make it a preacher's job. Hallelujah. But I did not know why I felt this way. Salt and pepper came to mind when I looked at them. They were laughing and talking. Hello, I said, who are you? Sense, bowed the angel in the brown robe. Nonsense, bowed the angel in the blonde. What, I laughed. God is not into nonsense. Oh yes, said nonsense. There is more understood by the spirit than the mind. And much that the mind is given to comprehend as true, sense added. That reminds me of a song said nonsense oh dear said sense we will sing it for you added nonsense we will asked sense why not replied nonsense you always like my songs i do sense asked incredulously they certainly are better than yours nonsense quipped yours sound like math problems sense roared with laughter all right all right he said you start it Nonsense saying, What is it like to live above? What is it like above? Walk blind, you see. Walk deaf, you hear. 
That's what it's like above, above. That's what it's like above. There was a long pause. Is that it? Sense asked. Well, I'm not singing an aria here, Nonsense answered. That's it. There was another long pause. I like it, Sense said wholeheartedly. Thank you, Nonsense said begrudgingly. Shall we sing it together? <laughs> Very well, Sense nodded. Would you like to join us, Anna? If I can remember it, I said. Just jump in when you can, Nonsense added. Nonsense began to sing the song again. Isn't that the altar call tonight? Jump in when you can. <laughs> we joined in when we could. When the song ended, Nonsense asked, Shall we sing it again? Laughing sense, and I said, By all means. Sense continued, Come, Anna, we will walk with you down the path. We began to walk and sing the song again. We sang it again and again and again. The more we walked and sang, the funnier everything seemed. We all began to laugh uproariously. In fact, we laughed so much that we could hardly stand. Hmm. <laughs> At times, we, we had- call that getting drunk, y'all. <laughs> call that drinking till you're slipping. <laughs> At times, we had to hang on to one another just to remain upright. Your songs are better than I remembered, roared Sense. We almost fell down laughing, because the song was true, but absolute nonsense. <laughs> we walked and sang and laughed until we neared a large verdant garden, the entrance to which was guarded by two enormous <laughs> cherubim. <laughs> we leave you here, said Sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's when they get the bop. They, those enormous archangels looking at these funky little angels down there. They're not going any further. You stay in your own camp out there. Bop. <laughs> I love angelic rank, don't you? Mm -hmm. You know, sons have access to all angelic ranks. But for another time. Hallelujah. It's been sweet. It's been wonderful. Every degree is a greater honey. A greater honey. And a when you're ready, wine. just jump on in. Just jump into the deep waters. Into the honeycomb of the torn carcass of the Lion of Samson. Hallelujah. And then he cupped the honey, he ate it, took the honeycomb, guys, walked home to mom and dad's house, and fed them too. But they did not know where it came from. Most of you do not know where the honey came from. But God's going to hand feed you the honey mm. right from the lion. Amen. The and voice. it's going to get you so sweet, mm -hmm. so happy, you're going to be raptured. And the voice of God represented in the Son, the Son of Righteousness, Jacob, Tiferet, that inner intelligence within all things that you see below telling you about what's going on above not interpreted with a carnal brain not the sense of the nefesh unsanctified uncircumcised mind but in the sense and the nonsense of the holy spirit and the holy angels and the kingdom of holiness the kingdom 
of holiness, where both sense and nonsense surpass and bypass human demonic reasoning and logic, and they meet together as one on sapphire stones that lead you where to that great garden where stand those cherubim and flashing swords of fire. The voice of God is upon the waters. The glory of God thunders. The voice, the kol, of yad He vav He is upon the waters, the Mayim. The God of Kabod, it is written, the God of Kabod thunders, and that's Had, the Kabod of Had. It comes down through Bina. The Kabod of God through Had thunders upon the waters. The, who can understand the thundering of his Gevrat from Gevra through Bina thunders upon the waters, the Mayim, the many waters. Give unto the Lord, Yadhe the glory, the Kabad, the wine. Do unto his name, worship Yadhe in the beauty of his holiness. That thunder deriving from spiritual forces of the severity of the judgments of God coming down through Bina, through Berea. Who can understand the thunder of his government? Juicy. You guys remember Juicy Juice? Juice boxes in your lunch boxes? <laughs> you know why that's important? Because you're becoming children. You got way too much of the Adamic adult in you. And God needs to undo all that. So type in the comments, I've got my juice box. Yeah. Go ahead Ju and put the juice box. If you can Juicy find the juice box juice, emoji. Juice box. I've got my juice box. Just decree it and put it in the comment section right now. That's the worst temptation of religion is they, they mature the wrong part of you. I can tell there's been some of that around here. Maturing the soul instead of the spirit within the soul so there's no development mm -hmm. of the eternal eternal person. And this is what's in the soul. Fallen Adamic nature, soul, is filled with this. So if you're maturing your soul, you're maturing in the klipoth. You know what it says in Ecclesiastes? Witches get stitches. And just a couple of verses here, just a little nonsense. <laughs> Since we talked about skinny, let's talk about muscle. Okay. All right, let's talk about muscle. I'm offended now. <laughs> She's trying to get me a personal trainer like she has. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just will never be Fabio. <laughs> I curse Fabio Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good because we're repenting from being skinny and fat cows to having muscles what does it say that what's that verse about jesus and one of the song of songs they talk about like the rippling muscles and all the women manifest lust and they start lusting after jesus and then he doesn't really want anything nasty. to do with that so he distances himself like where did jesus go he doesn't want your lust he really doesn't wearing that white sash looking like a hindu around you mm -hmm, yeah he's gonna look like <laughs> 
Le Baba Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh dear, oh my gosh. Now we're dealing with a lot. Yeah, God does not Become want in the your... most unattractive form for you. Oh, uh, yeah. And then if you... I know some I of you like women ugly, watching like ugly like men ug- anyway. I like ugly Jesus. I know some... It doesn't even work. Because some of these girls, they're like, oh, I love me ugly men. I was like, you know what? Just repent. Oh, man. What do we even do? But you just you just need to get circumcised on your oh. facade. Bop. That's Bop. what you Bop. <laughs> anyway, Bob. But your spirit, if your spirit is fattened, like if your inner man and your soul is fattened, you're gonna sin. If your spirit is weak and lean and just skinny and scrawny, you're gonna have no strength to rise on sapphire stones. You're underfed. But you're not just there to fatten yourself with your own revelations. You're supposed to take action. If all you do is feed, but you never take action, you just get fat. And we're talking about spiritual things, but that also yeah, corresponds to natural a, things. absolutely a spiritual uh, buffness. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good teaching. Mm-hmm. Good word. Yeah, because it's like I'm in a spiritual bulking season. What does that mean? Okay, it's, you're probably in that realm, I am Fabio. That realm, you are Fabio. That's yes. true. Yeah. Although I hate that aspect because... Like a male model like I, derelict. I don't think you understand how deep my hatred for Fabio runs because... That was one of the idols that my mother worshipped. Trying to get under your goat skins. Yeah, well, because the Fabio was one of the demons that my mother worshipped at the, what do you call it, like the the mommy books uh, places with the, and then it was just, I was like. the porn novels for old ladies? Yeah, and uh, I would see that face and be like, what is wrong with this man? Like, I was just a child, you know. My my grandma friend would read those too. It's creepy. So I have a deep hatred for Fabio. Total mental illness. You know, lust is psychotic activity. That is written all the, oh, yes, in all the Jewish rabbinical literature, (laughs) they say that the evil impulse is what makes you stupid, and also you're literally insane. So if you're, it literally is insanity. Following the evil impulse of the lust of the flesh is insanity, according to all the Torah teachings of anyone who's even attempted to be uh, a part of the Zedekim, the righteous ones, and studying Torah. Might be easier just to go back to Christian religion. We're going to close that door, <laughs> buckwheat. Nowhere yeah. else to go. Yep. Only You up. can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> so coming, anyway, coming to get you. let's get delivered and read about the muscles of, of the muscle verses. Let's muscle Torah. What is this? We're going to give you a personal weight training session for your spirit, man. Yeah. Can you lift the sephirot? Yes. You... I know you have a toucan, but do you have a six-pack? Okay. Well, I do have a testimony from my, my trainer. I, I get personal training and I do these workouts. And she'll always ask me, <laughs> why is it your strongest set is always on the last ones? Like the more you do, the more you work out, it's like the stronger you get. It's completely backwards, opposite of what it's supposed You're to be. I'm gonna boast in the Lord. You're yeah. Boasting. Oh yeah. And you and I told her, I am boasting and I will boast. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to boast in this because it's amazing. I said, I said, that's the Holy Spirit of might. <laughs> Woo! I thought that's the Holy Spirit of might. I said, you know wanna know why? She said, Yeah. Because in every rep and I'm going through this, I'm praying and I give glory to the Holy Spirit of might. The Holy Spirit of might. Because everything I do in the natural realm is a, is an opportunity to give God glory, to meditate on Him, God to crucify Zilla. the flesh. Godzilla. <laughs> now you know my secret. 
And it's, it's my animal spirit is so Godzilla. When there are natural gym signs and wonders that are would otherwise not make any other sense. Now it's just a known thing, and every now and again at the end of so many sets or something is said that's hilarious or spiritual, I'll usually get now from my trainer the Amen. <laughs> yep, she is... got her trainer going to church. Yeah, so... We said someday Joel's bar. Yeah, her angel, even her angel appeared the other day in the gym, and she saw like a whole... She didn't see the angel self, but right when I said that, her whole vision shifted, and she didn't know or understand what happened, but it, it happened, and she could perceive... You kind of send, you just send the little clips as yeah. evangelism to work their way up to actually showing up here. You know, that's kind of how little, it works. Yeah. Because God wants to elevate souls. He wants to elevate them. Remember your walk with God 10 years ago, 5 years ago, even a year ago? He met you I where you were. I just don't feel comfortable smoking the peace pipe. He met you where you were and lovingly called you higher. He, put, he may have put the pressure on the judgments come upon your life. Why? So that you can grow and change. He's all about elevating your soul so that you can grow closer to him. Kind of a he wants a holy user. people. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> holy ghost heroin addicts. Well. <laughs> you like to get whacked in public. Yeah. But responsible drinkers. We don't get arrested by For mall unnecessary... cops like a bunch of Pharisees. So just laying on the ground going. Ah! And then the mall cop comes over like, I'm, are you guys I'm, sure everything's going I'm on around here? I'm drunk some, yeah, somebody manifested like that on a mall trip, and they you were know, totally that's why you gotta possessed. Keep a Holy Spirit, drunken glory taser on you. Okay, so the, so of course, so out of everyone, the policeman could talk to. He came and talked talked to me. Can you please put this one in the psych ward for yeah. thirty days? <laughs> and okay, so put here's some serpent wisdom. Back. You know what I just said to the uh, to the to the kind peace officer? I said, you know, that's okay. She does this all the time. I know it's it's strange, but you know this is it's actually her religion. This she's, is a part of her religion. Sir, <laughs> officer, officer, she is just a, a bad fish. She's flopping on the wrong side of the boat. If I were to be honest, if you want to lock her up, please do. If I were to be honest, I could have said something like, "This person has been a demonic assignment sent from Satan from the first day. I've been praying and warring against it in secret. It's about to come to a head, and they're gonna leave. Officer, Don't worry, but I think she has a principality in her. Yeah. Take her away. So, <laughs> serpent wisdom. This is literally. This is actually their religion. This is what they do. You know, that's that, this is a normal thing that this person. As does. it's written in the laws and you know for the said? evil woman. And you know, he's he accepted that. Okay, and it, she'll be going later with. The, yep, that's fine. As long as she's not going to continue to do. This you know, many thing, so. hundreds of times that's happened to me. People get drunk and then the cops mess with them. You know, I'll just tell you one story yeah we, we have time, time. We, we have to make up for not being here on tuesday so you get some extra content. Right, four more hours let's go <laughs> four more hours <laughs> you've had so, enough pizza when i started getting really drunk going into heaven with the golden hookah and i mean i was just whacked out of my mind on the spirit of prophecy for years like total whiteout from 2008 to 2018 so this is around the beginning of 2008 when I started to get really drunk, really drunk in the spirit. I'm leading a Drunken Glory Revival meeting at the Crown Plaza down by the airport. I'm so drunk, 
I'm, it's the glory of God has taken over my body so severely that I couldn't hold my torso up and I could barely see over the top of the steering wheel. So I'm driving like this. Do you have, you know what I mean? It, this is like if you've drank, the only thing I can relate this to, if you have drank an entire fifth of Jack Daniels to your head and you're leaving the party to go home. I'm like that in the glory. So I'm leaving the hotel like this. I start driving down the railroad tracks. Okay, this is by the airport, cops everywhere. I'm going down the light rail tracks right there by the airport, MSP, International Airport, and there's a sheriff right there stopped at the stoplight, and I'm driving down the light rail tracks like this. Okay? Like, and I look over and I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> I look over and there's the sheriff. There's the sheriff. This is how supernatural the drunk glory is. So you need to hear this because you don't have a clue. I'm going to go and look at the sheriff and I'm like, oh no, he's going to get me. <laughs> I'm going over the curbs. I'm going down the railroad tracks. And I continue, and I'm like only going like 25 miles an hour because I barely could see where the steering wheel. The guy let me go. I was 15 feet in front of a sheriff. I mean, I think the Lord literally made me invisible or something. There is no logical explanation. I was endangering pretty much every single person in the region. But I wasn't because I was in God. And he just kept driving. You know what ended up happening? That week, as I'm driving, the whole axle fell off that car. And I'm, I'm grinding the bottom of the car without wheels, no wheels, no brakes, nothing. It's like 55 miles an hour downhill on a freeway entrance, drunk like this again. Okay, this is like the beginning of the drunken glory movement in 2008. This is all true story. I'm not exaggerating at all. As I'm going down 55 miles an hour to the freeway entrance, the whole axle falls off of the back of this $20 car that someone had donated to Red Letter Ministries. <laughs> and, and I'm drunk. So what, what I do, there's no freaking out. There's no fear. I turn it gently like this. Just the steering wheel like this. It skids with sparks flying like a grinder past the, the driver's side window, and I pull perfect parallel park back uphill with going up with the traffic. So it parked it perfectly on the other side of the road, like a full 180 with sparks flying everywhere. And I get out of the car, they tow the car, didn't have to pay for it because it was donated still in their name. And just uh -huh. walk back to the beach house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, true story. So nice. if, you're, if you're in the real drunken glory, you're protected perfectly in any death situation. Amen. Amen. That's good. You're not getting pulled over by the mall cops or being a Desbell-possessed yeah. demon. Yeah. <laughs> no, the enemy would try to counterfeit it because it's super high-level Shekinah glory. But when you're in the real deal, like you are invincible when facing death. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll cut out your stone heart and replace it with a red-blooded, firm-muscled heart. Then, you'll obey my statutes and be careful to obey my commands. You'll be my people, I'll be your God. God will only be your God when you have muscles. 
First in the natural. Oh. <laughs> then in the spiritual. Oh. <laughs> Ezekiel 37, 6. I will wrap you with muscles. Prophesy. And skin. <laughs> Prophesy to all the wives' husbands. All the wives' husbands. I will wrap you with muscles <laughs> and skin. And brain. They all want a Fabio. They all want. Yeah, I just saw that same thing. I like, so you can have. I saw it too. I wasn't gonna out them. I you have no idea listen, how many times you, I see listen, people's listen, inner thoughts. Listen, and I don't speak. Them. You've had enough Fabio. You've had enough Fabio. You need Jesus. You need now. Jesus. You need Amen. ugly, skinny Jesus. Yeah. You need you, fat Jesus. Amen. Stop lusting after Jesus. Okay. I will wrap you with muscles and skin and breathe life into you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Zechariah 10.6 I'll put muscle in the people of Judah. Judah. I'll save the people of Joseph. I know their pain and will make them good as new. They'll get a fresh start as if nothing had ever happened. And why? Because I am their very own God. I'll do what needs to be done for them. Ooh. The people of Ephraim will be famous. Their lives brimming with joy. So get ready for real celebrities. Amen. That's a prophetic word. I've seen many dreams and visions of that where the celebrities that most people, even if they get to the level of like kind of like with us in the drunken glory, kind of starting to learn sapphire stones, we still get starstruck. Yeah. We used to have Christian celebrities in RLM. They said, we just wish your ministry was more presentable. Oh, uh, sorry. It's not. <laughs> Go back to Mel Toot, where you came too from. Bad. <laughs> we don't need. No, you gotta understand. Some of the biggest Christian celebrities told me that. I was just like, well, never gonna happen. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, sell out for people pleasing. Yeah, yeah right. blah, blah. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I've seen the, the dreams and Get the visions. Life, we'll talk to Bob Jones in 40 years, buckwheat. Yeah, I've seen the dreams and the visions where the people of righteousness are on this vehicle, and then the people at, like, the Tom Cruise level of fame. I can't remember the other names. There were, like, men and women who are, like, who you would consider to be ultra-famous were chasing and running after, but they could not catch up. And so it's just you know one of fun? the things. Take a vacation to L.A. and go to Justin Bieber's church. Just show up. Oh, man. That'd be fun. Yeah, we should Thanks. do that. We'll do that. That'd be fun. And uh, maybe bring some we'll judgment. do a missions trip to Bieber's church. Missions trip. In L.A. To bring the wrath That's of the That's a hard missions up. ground, y'all. Someone's yeah. got to do it. Donate. Okay. Click the but- button. And then, like, watch the building get raised <laughs> because, to the ground the next week. You know? we, we gotta go to that church and mess with these people. I'll go in there, I'll try to hold it together, too. Oh I've been throwing... Listen, you think it's just the manifestations. It's not. I've been, like, a freaking librarian in churches with not even talking, not even having my heart beating, and they've thrown me out. Truth or mm-hmm. It's the Shekinah. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> it would be almost interesting, like, just as, like, a... Scientific experiment just to see how they react to the different levels of the ca- holy Kabbalah of Enoch's circles. But from um, there we're gonna go up to Bethel. Uh, Angel, if we get that's if we get if we if we get Angel pre we'll be submitting. You'll be California I don't see how God could say no to a princess. Driving like down that. Pacific Coast and my caddy, who's the daddy with an ounce to roast. <laughs> 
This is how you get your prayers answered. Oh, amen. Have some love. Have some the joy. West is the best. Jim Morrison, amen. The doors are going to open doors. No one yeah. can shut. I got that Lonnie Frisbee mantle waiting for me in Santa Cruz. Right. But you know, it's, the interesting thing about these visions is the same kind of celebrities that most bewitched Christians would be starstruck by to run after them, to hope that they could, you know, elevate them, hope that they could speak on their behalf, it's not going to be needed. If God needs to do something, he'll raise somebody up to do it. But you must have, that's why Shadrach even was preaching this last week, you must be completely cut off from the starstruckness of the gravity of celebrities who've been given fallen stars. That's celebrities as well as Christian celebrities so that there is no gravitational pull of their stolen stars and stolen light. Because how, I don't, how do you know if it's stolen? Are they walking in righteousness, cosmic righteousness? Yes or no. If they're not, it's stolen. It's stolen light. It's stolen glory. They chiseled Trump's star out of Hollywood Boulevard. Did you see that? No, I missed that. We'll go back there and pour some concrete. <laughs> Trump. Yeah, maybe. That is his destiny. So we're praying for his destiny to come forth. Amen. To be president. So pray for Trump. And I like Hollywood Boulevard. We don't even need to erase those stars. We just need to show up and blast the demons out of the whole realm. I'm telling you, God won't even be offended by having statues of dead people burning in hell. He do, he's not offended by stuff like that. The Father is amazing. He's like, you can have your statues just as long as the whole territory is saturated in Shekinah. Woo! They're coming like with petrifying. You know how petrification works? This is how the glory is coming. He showed me in a vision. Last 24 hours, I have seen how the earth will be petrified by the glory. Just like we pull up fossils and dinosaurs and amber with mosquitoes in it from 40 million years ago. We got all the petrified stuff. Now, you could believe old earth, new earth. That's not the point. The point is the petrification is real. And there is a petrification coming towards darkness. The floods of the Sephirot will petrify the entire earth. That's one of the main reasons I'm so happy right now because I have seen the complete finished work of new earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I will put muscle in and your the fossils are in Judah. it too. My fossils? My uh, no, no, I'm messing with you. Oh, no, I was, I was, I've been praying for the <laughs> Leviathan because I really want... Okay, so you, know that scene, you guys know that part in Pokemon in the game where you get to where you can have the fossil resurrected for you? The little brushes. Yeah, no, no, there's a part in Pokemon... You can choose which fossil you want resurrected. And I want Leviathan. I don't speak Pokemon. Anyway, I, that might be I've been answered my prayer. I, I would ask you. I do, I'm messing with her. Because, well, because I, I was asking for this fossil. Do you know that a Pikachu card is worth $10 million? The right one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Man, I should have got into Pikachu when I was a kid. I, at one point, I threw all mine away. <laughs> I was like, no more distractions. <laughs> Whatever, I was like, man, some of those might have been worth money. Oh, well. The Chizard glory. I like Charizard, the Seraphim glory. Chizard. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to see, I got to go into this interactive world vision. I don't know what this was. Like, was this some hologram in paradise? 
But the Holy Spirit showed me the original design for Leviathan, how cool it was, how awesome it was, and like, it was so cute. It was a huge monster, but it was so cute. And it was in this beautiful paradise, and the waters, and this lagoon, and I got to ride on the Leviathan in its original, like, without the curse of the fall. And it was the coolest, cutest thing. Mm. So I started asking God, can I please have one? And Amen. Yeah, so now when I you said that it. fossil, that's like, maybe God's answering my Her prayer. Her says, I have to see the visions of the things she says, and you'll experience it the exact moment yeah. it's released from the mouth. Because I don't know if I could imagine a new earth without so, such a beautiful and cute, majestic creature. And because people are like, well, why did God create it if it's so horrible? I mean, Leviathan mm. now and Yetzir is like, <laughs> it's like the worst thing. You know, you got to have like multiple people's rolls of shields just to not get like taken out by it. It's been intense. But uh, I was like, well, then you might ask, because I would ask God, well, why is it created? And I got to go find out and I, and I got to ride on it. I got to see it. It's beautiful, paradise. I want a Leviathan. Really you shall know. have a Leviathan, Amen. princess. <laughs> and a pony. And a pony. Amen. A Leviathan and a pony. <laughs> yeah. yeah a unicorn. Literally. Um, I've got the unicorn in this Everything. You're, you're going to inherit yeah. everything, Rebecca, so you'll have a Leviathan too. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Truth anyhow. And you guys' inheritance, it's huge. It's huge. I would actually say accurately ginormous think big times mega that's how much of the good things of god coming to you, you ginormous with your name on it Love why because god's good he's really good he likes giving <laughs> gifts and he's got gifts for you you mm. think oh maybe someone took my gifts and that's why i'm trying to get someone else's gifts nope that's not how it works, guys. People really think like that. People think like that. That's why they're jealous. The gifts so God has towards you are ginormous, huge, gargantuan, titan, big. Yeah, titan and not titanic. <laughs> they're titanic. <laughs> the titanic, yeah. Yeah, they're titanic too. Titanic. That's, that's accurate. So but here's not, the not thing. But not the submarine. I want you guys to just. Disaster. Present yourself into the place of receiving gifts from God. You know, I liked what Shadrach was saying two days ago. He was saying, the gift of God will open doors for you. The gift of God is in Proverbs. The gift opens the doors. And you can say, what about the gifts of the Spirit? Well, there's a wisdom there. We need a lot of wisdom. But what he was saying is so perfect for what Joel's army needs right now the get the gift. You know what? Some of our people who are signed up for getting Gifts, the 300. presents, showering, gargantuous things from the Father, like promises raining down towards you. If you don't have the right attitude and mindset, it just, you deflect everything yeah. God's trying to bless you with. Yeah. Poverty will cause a deflection. Religion mm -hmm. causes a deflection. God, you have to learn how to receive the yeah. gifts. Yeah. And here, the gifts are always in the Word. Yeah. Like, when apostles come around, like, literally, I tell you the truth, I'm not boasting now, this is of, true of any apostle who's ever lived. When they're actually speaking from their office, they're releasing gifts from the Father towards you constantly. Yeah. Constantly. 
if you're in the wrong realm and darkness and you don't know how to receive, like, you never get an upgrade. And it's just like, I'm always feeling bad and self-pity and shame and what was me and I'm trying harder. And, you know, you get into the devil. So the worst thing is there's, like, huge ultra Jesus Christ birthday party going on and he's not getting gifts. He's given them. You need to hear this because it's the truth anyhow. He's given gifts at his celebration, his party. All you need to do is learn how to receive from God. That's why you got to rest. You got to chill out. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Start taking the gift of God seriously. Mm -hmm. And then inside the gift is all the Shekinah, all the joy, all the power, all the ability, everything. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God. And there's no shadows in it. There's no repentance in it god doesn't repent the gift doesn't repent what happens is it latches hold of your spirit and you repent through the gift you've learned how to receive and that is there was so many gifts that were poured forth here tonight in the last yeah, two hours so much the this realm of drunken glory is from absolute of yet zero mm -hmm. that nobody on earth knows about no one on earth has drank this wine, guys, in this entire generation yet. Which means if you are able to catch it and receive it, you just got an upgrade that no one else in the world even knows is available from God in heaven yet. And that's the truth anyhow. Now, what do you do? You just treasure the gift. Treasure. And the gift will want to go back up to where it came from. And if you allow the gift to take you up, you go up by learning how to receive. Mm -hmm. Learning how to receive is learning how to repent. Repent just means going up the stairway. Yeah. Going up the sephirot. Going from glory to glory. Going from sapphire stone to sapphire stone. Pakushi. Amen. So that's how we teach. It's just another way of helping you people learn how to receive from God. Learning how to eat and feast with mm -hmm. God. Learning how to take His blood, take His water outside of your religious demons. Fire! Yeah. Fire! <laughs> hey, fire! Amen. Therefore, when all those religious demons are obliterated, whoo, what's happening? You're going into the celebration. Amen. Fire! Going into the glory. Let it be loose! Let it be loose! Let, Let it be loose! Let it be loose by fire! <laughs> Off of your heads, out of your Amen. mind, be loose. Every religious box broken. Everything that keeps you from receiving these gifts, be loose by fire. Yeah. Be loose in Jesus' name. Yad Hayavave Yesevayot. Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, be free. Amen. Amen. In Luke ten twenty seven, he said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence. And that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do we have uh, an offering verse? Yes. Oh, I got, oh, don't let your joy abound oh, so I've got, suddenly. I got, I got one more muscle verse. This is a, I got from the red letters while you're looking for that. From the red letters. When they saw Jesus, they thought they were seeing a ghost. He said, peace be with you. They thought they were seeing a ghost and were scared half to death. He continued with them, don't be upset. Don't let all these doubtings, doubting questions take over. Look at my hands. Hesed and Gevra, look at my feet. Hod and Netza, it's really me. Touch me. Look me over from head to toe. 
A ghost doesn't have muscle and bone like this. As he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. They still couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was too much. It seemed too good to be true. Amen. Genesis 41, 17. In my dream, I was standing on the bank. <laughs> Amen. We'll Amen. see you guys on Wednesday. Amen. <laughs> A ghost doesn't have muscle like this, Jesus said. <laughs> Genesis 41, 17. In my dream, I was standing on, on the, the bank. bank. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. But there's some other doors. Some more glorious doors. <laughs> Some doors that you've never considered before. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you unto my expected end. And you'll go from glory to glory. You'll go from glory, glory to glory. We'll go. Oh, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of the Lord. Yes, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go from glory to glory. We'll go from glory.
یا لا Just lift up your voices, sing in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, yeah, 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 Rabandaro, sing in the Spirit, sing in the
Yarabha 